Some of our listeners might remember the famous refrain about Woodstock. If you remember Woodstock, you weren't there. It's a free concert from now on. Yeah, here's a twist on that. If you do remember Woodstock... Or if your parents remember it... Then you, my friend, are an adult language learner. And this episode is for you with some of the best advice we've heard on how to learn another language when you're older, like this. I think the number one uh, thing I would say is don't be afraid of making mistakes. And this. No one will ever ask you to conjugate a verb if you visit another country. But you will have to learn how to get on the bus and how to buy something and how to order food in a restaurant. And this. Durchziehen. Keep going. Learning a language is hard, but that's absolutely what makes it beautiful, the effort that you put into it. Those are three of the many voices you'll hear in this podcast. All global language teachers that America the Bilingual interviewed at the last ACTFL conference. ACTFL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. And where Steve asked each one. So if you could only say one thing to an adult language learner, one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Don't be afraid to start. Don't be shy. It's going to sound funny. Sometimes you may sound silly. Welcome to the podcast of America the Bilingual, where we believe that knowing English plus another language is the American way to language. I'm Steve Levine, founder and host. Joining me is Mim Harrison, the editorial and brand director of the America the Bilingual Project. Mim, you and I are both learning Spanish. I see, but you are well ahead of me, I think by at least 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Diez años, but don't rub it in. I should be a lot better. Oh, you are a lot better than you think you are. So anyway, you know, I studied Latin and French in school, and I really enjoyed them. You were one of those smart girls in class. I just know it. Well, yeah, you know, I raised my (laughs) hand. I paid attention. I did my homework. But even so, I have to say that I am finding it much harder now to be learning another language So I really want to hear what advice our teachers have. And we'll do a roll call of all our teachers toward the end of the broadcast. And you can find out more about them in our episode notes on americathebilingual.com. So let's hear what some of our teachers say about whether adults should even try to learn another language. There's also the idea that adults can't learn a language, which is kind of false. It's kind of like saying adults can't learn math or adults can't learn to play the piano or, you know, it's, it's not true. I would tell an adult that it's kind of a misconception that it's impossible to learn a language later in life, that the steps of acquisition are the same, and that the more contact that you have with a language in an exciting and understandable way, that they will experience success. Well, that's encouraging. Yep, and I was surprised to hear that some of the teachers we interviewed have themselves learned an additional language as adults. I learned Chinese. I was actually department chair at my school, and I had the pleasure of hiring our first two Chinese teachers. And so I thought, well, I'll start learning some Chinese. And and at 50, I I was in a panic. My brain cells are all going to die. And so I thought, what can I do to really stimulate myself? And so I sat in the classroom with the 15-year-olds for two years, and... 
learn Chinese. He's very brave, sitting in a classroom with 15-year-olds. I'm now 57, and so I've continued to practice Chinese on my own and get better. It's really challenging as an adult to learn another language. I tried to learn Japanese as a 40-year-old, and I thought, oh, I got this, because I learned Spanish pretty easily, but I was 14, and it was so much more challenging. Okay, so that's not so encouraging. Although there is some consolation in knowing that even language teachers can find it difficult. And there are workarounds. Here's one that I've been using when I meet native Spanish speakers for the first time. I say, estoy aprendiendo español. And I think by announcing that you're a learner, people are always thrilled to find out that you want to learn their language. Uh, even, if you, even if you just know a little bit. And that's a really good way to say who you are and to make sure that you don't get, as you say, large streams of the language dumped on you uh, very, very quickly. Use it. Every little piece that you learn, just go out and try it. Because I think people who speak the language that you're learning are going to love that you're trying to speak their language. I mean, that's been my experience always. And so they're going to help you and you're going to improve. We hear a lot about how, as adult learners, some of our pain is self-inflicted because we're acting like, well, adults. I taught adults for many years, and they were always so concerned about whether or not they sounded right. And while that is important, you know, accent is important, they were always kind of reticent you know, worried about giving the answer, worried about talking. Oh, did I just make a mistake? Did I just make a mistake? And so they're not getting to the next level because they're kind of holding back. Adults are so used to getting things right because they channel their efforts and their activities into those areas that they're good at. That's where they earn their money. They don't venture into that area of uncertainty. So how do we remedy our adult behavior? Is there a workaround for that? An adult language learner has to be willing to take risks. And we have to take our risk aversion and lower it. We have to be willing to speak to people, even if we make mistakes. We have to keep speaking. With language, you have to be willing to screw up. You have to be willing to, to stumble and to ponder and ask. And the most important thing is that people understand you. Even if you use the wrong tense or your adjectives don't agree with your nouns, as long as someone understands you, you're doing okay. And you have to be able to function in the language, in the real world. Along those same lines of being brave, the teachers reminded us to have realistic expectations. I've started to learn Spanish. I spent some time in Guatemala a few years ago, and so aprendiendo español. I hear that I have a German accent when I speak Spanish, but I'm an adult language learner. I don't expect perfection either. When you're communicating, it just builds a gap when you can just say some simple things. I mean, you don't need to have to operate at a fluent level to just connect with someone in another language. 
wrong or right just talk spontaneously sometimes when you come out of that spontaneous speaking you may make grammar errors you may make uh, uh, vocabulary choices that are not right in context but at least you are talking spontaneously and of course you want to have someone you can talk with so if you're an adult learner, you have to create your community of learners where you can like dive with somebody who's f going through the same experience as you are. When I, I learned French and then I wanted to add Spanish on and one of the things I did was get a conversation partner who wanted to learn English, who spoke Spanish. So get yourself a conversation partner. Some adult learners might even want to consider going back to school. There's a place for organized instruction. People need to have classes to get a little better. And Mim, you and I might not recognize today's classrooms. Most of the people who are parents of our students did not have the same experience that we are offering our kids now. Are you saying that they, their experience sucked? We were learning about the language as opposed to we were using the language to communicate. That's the difference now. We're really only a couple years away from people saying that I studied a language for however many years and I can't speak a word. People are gonna say, I took six years of French and I can communicate at a proficient level and people know what I'm talking about. One thing that I think works in adults' favor is that we don't have the pressure of grades anymore. I really liked hearing how we have the luxury of following our own tempo. Everybody learns language differently and everyone starts and acquires language at different levels at different times. Have a method, whatever works for you. There are people that are very visual, so then it would be great to be more, maybe for those people to learn in a more visual kind of way. There's people that need to write things more. We also can find our own ways of really diving into the language. Let yourself be immersed in the experience. Make it necessary for you to speak the language. It's just a different way of thinking, feeling. It's almost like I do have a different person inside me when I'm speaking those other languages. I really believe that language is a very important component of someone's identity. So when you are learning a language, you are changing something in your own identity, then becoming more fluid in your you know, identity. Read the news, look at TV, and something very simple as listening to music in the target language, because it's, it's entertaining and it's very helpful. And then you can tap, of course, into traveling. I am, I am uh, loving traveling, so probably that's why I love to speak so many languages practice daily and then go live in the in the culture if you can and then have a plan when you come back to the states where am I going to connect regularly with the native speaker. There should be some fire in you that I really want to speak I want to communicate with this person. Mim, I know you know this Spanish phrase because you said it to me, vale la pena. Right. It's worth the pain. Here's what two of our teachers said about that. I think struggling is good for us. Even not doing well during the struggle, you're learning something. You're acquiring some experience that will, in my opinion, help you with the next struggle. I think that growth mindset 
requires an appreciation of the struggle. Do not get discouraged. You are going to stumble. But what matters is you get up and you continue until you get to that level of proficiency that you desire. And as many of our teachers reminded us, the pain is worth the payoff. It's an invaluable tool to have in your life. It's enriching and it offers so many opportunities for better understanding of the people around us and and the world around us. In case you'd like some help remembering all these wise words of advice, we've compiled a tip sheet of them that's yours for the asking. Just go to the episode notes on americathebilingual.com to find out how. If you have friends who are learning another language, let them know about it too. Our thanks, first of all, go to all the teachers who provided these tips. William Amaya, Paloma Borreguero, Leslie Chapman, Maria Luisa De Stefano, Elvis Eta, Martin Femeni, Ryan Gruzenski, Effie Evans Hall, Debbie Heath, Aviva Kadash, Greg Lamping, Francis McCarty, Petra Petri, Amelia Richter, Julie Sellers, Kashika Singh, Regina Simmons, Edward Zaro, and Jacqueline Zaro. The America the Bilingual podcast is part of the Lead with Languages campaign of ACTFOL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. This episode was written by Mim Harrison. Fernando Hernandez does our sound design and mixing. Our social media maven is Carol Dowdy. Graphic arts are created by Carlos Plaza Design Studio. Becky Rankin is associate producer of the podcast. Music in this episode, Quasi-Motion by Kevin McLeod, was used with a Creative Commons attribution license. Our thanks to Epidemic Sound for helping us make beautiful music together. If you like this episode, please share with a friend and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. For America the Bilingual, this is Steve Levine. <laughs>